Welcome to Gaily Inspiration with Godly and Gay, the podcast where we uplift and inspire the LGBTQ plus community and our allies. I'm Candace Hardnett, your host, and I'm looking forward to being an inspiration and being inspired by you. Let's go. Hello, hello. Thank you for clicking play. And let me go ahead and ask you to do me a favor. Consider sharing this podcast with your friends and family. Your support means the world to me, and I can't thank you enough for every share and every positive review. I've mentioned the small house I grew up in before, but I never told you the story of how we almost lost that house. As modest as it was, it was all we had. I was probably about seven or eight, and as I've mentioned before, my grandmother was my primary caretaker. She would wake me up every morning, help me wash up, brush my teeth, and put on my clothes. She fixed a little something for breakfast, and then she'd bring the step stool, which usually stayed under the old hanging rotary phone in the kitchen. She'd bring that stool into the living room, place it so that I could sit, and she could stand behind me and comb and braid my hair. I had very long hair as a child, and my grandmother would part it down the middle and make two long braids that would hang forward and nearly touch my lap when I sat down. Every morning, she'd bring that stool in, and it would face towards our bedroom. Yes, I said our I didn't have a room of my own. I slept in my grandmother's bedroom. One morning, as my grandmother was brushing my hair, I thought I saw smoke in our room. At first, I thought my eyes were playing tricks on me. But as I focused more intently, soon I knew without a doubt that I was not imagining things. There was smoke in our room. I told my grandmother that I saw the smoke. And at first, I'm not sure that she believed me. But when she looked into the room where I was pointing, she too saw the cloud. She ran into the room, and I followed behind her. Sure enough, the electrical cord from the TV had melted, and there was a fire behind the dresser where the TV sat. The flame was small enough that my grandmother could use a towel so she could smother it. She extinguished the flame just in time. Had I not seen that smoke, the flame would have likely grown very large very quickly. The curtains were inches away from the outlet, and the bed comforter was pressed against the curtains. In a house that small and that full of flammable items, I doubt that the fire department could have made it before the whole house was engulfed in flames. We would have lost what little we had. And it would have been history repeating itself. My grandmother's childhood home burned to the ground when she was young, taking with it my grandmother's birth certificate, childhood photos, and any other sentimental items that the flames could consume. But I was positioned in the right place, a stool facing our bedroom, at the right time, right when the electrical wire caught fire, to sound the alarm. I don't believe things happen for a reason. I believe there are spiritual implications to everything. As a child, I prevented the fire that would have devastated my home and our family. But because I was in position at the right time, it didn't come to pass. I have learned that the same is true for us all. You have been positioned right where you are at this time for a reason. One of my favorite verses of scripture is spoken to Queen Esther by her cousin Mordecai. He said to her, And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Nothing is by chance. You're not listening to this podcast by chance. There's something you need to learn. There's something you need to internalize. There's confirmation in this podcast for you. If you've been wondering why you're here 
or if you should advocate on behalf of someone, or if you should sound the alarm in the face of injustice. If you've been positioned to see it, then yes, this is our fight. It seems that every generation has a fight. Every generation has justice work to be done, and so often we wonder if we should be involved. We wonder if we are equipped to do the work. We doubt that we can make a difference. And we sit and watch the smoke turn into flames, which in turn consume even the little progress we've made. But you are enough. You are where you are for such a time as this. One of the blessings of a social media platform is the ability to meet so many amazing people. Last month, I received a Dear Godly letter, and I'd like to share it with you. If you would like advice, please don't hesitate to email me at godlygayinfo at gmail.com. Subject, Dear Godly. This anonymous listener says, Dear Godly, I just wanted to thank you for the work you do with your podcast and TikTok. As a gay Christian, it's been tough throughout the years. I just wanted to ask for advice. I've been in my church my whole life, and I am in the church band. It's a Pentecostal church, and I love it and playing up there. It's such a huge blessing that God has given me, but obviously, with the comments about the LGBTQ+, it has really made me hide myself. I've always had a connection with God since I was little. I would talk to Him daily, and still do. And it's just hard because I feel a certain way, which is proud of who I am. But my church says another thing. All I ever wanted was for them to say it's okay who you are, and you shouldn't hide this side of you. But unfortunately, that isn't a reality. So I just want to ask you, what do you think I should do? I know I should ask God, and I have, but I don't know. I just need to ask somebody who can relate. God bless. First, let me say this. Your sexuality is a natural part of who you are. Being gay does not mean that you cannot be Christian, and it is not a disqualifier for the Holy Spirit operating through you. Unfortunately, many denominations feel otherwise. It's likely that you may never hear your church affirm your sexuality, but luckily, their view of you is not reflective of God's view. You asked what I think you should do, and here's my answer. You should serve God in spirit and in truth. No one can prohibit you from doing that. They may prohibit you from doing it in their church, but thankfully, their church is not the only place you can serve God. Service to God extends beyond the four walls of any church building. Serving God in spirit and in truth looks different for everybody, and that's where God is going to have to guide you. What does it look like for you? Where is God calling you? Let me tell you a little story. I remember when I was a young minister in San Diego, California. I had a fire in my bones to serve, and I still do. I was sitting in church one Sunday, and a young man came running in with a black eye. He looked as if he was scared to death, and he was trying to find refuge amongst us. He sat down close to where I was sitting, and I motioned to another one of the members to tap him on the shoulder so I could ask if he was okay. Just as she was doing so, the pastor stopped her message and asked if I had something to share. I've never been so embarrassed, but I've also never been someone to back down. So I said yes, and I began to explain what was happening. The pastor told me I was out of line, and she chastised me in front of the whole congregation. I was hurt. I was angry. All I was trying to do was be the hands and feet of Jesus in the moment. 
Here was a real-life opportunity to minister to someone, and I was embarrassed for trying to do so. I gathered my Bible and my notepad, my purse, and everything else I brought with me, and I left. I prayed to God to give me clarity because I felt guilty for leaving. I didn't want to be disrespectful. And right when I was praying, God's peace washed over me, and I heard him say, just walk. And I walked a few blocks from the church, and I could hear music. And there was a street fair happening just a few blocks away, and as I was headed toward the music, I came across a homeless couple sitting in front of a McDonald's. I heard the Lord say, you want to minister? Go minister. I walked up to the couple, and I asked if they were hungry. And I asked if they would join me for breakfast, and they agreed, and they ordered their food. And they were so gracious, they ordered enough for one person with the intent to split it, not wanting to take advantage of my generosity. When I realized what they had done, I doubled their order, and we all sat down. Before we ate, I asked if they'd like me to bless the food. I intended to pray for them. And there was this woman, and she said, would you mind if I pray? Of course I didn't mind, and she prayed the most beautiful prayer I had ever heard. And sitting in that McDonald's booth, I began to heal. See, I thought I was going to minister and serve them that day. But in reality, those two homeless people ministered and served me. And they didn't need a church building to do it. They didn't need fancy clothes. They didn't need money. They just needed a heart. They served me that day in spirit and in truth. And all these years later, I've never forgotten them or their faces. Being you is the best service to God's people you can ever do. I encourage you to follow God's lead wherever he leads you. Did you enjoy this podcast episode? Want to hear more? Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Also, don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel for awesome inspirational content. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends. As always, be blessed and be a blessing. I love you.